Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas Podcast, also the Charity Stripe Boys on 1090, the mightier our guest today, I think, Nick, you and I did this one together, this interview. Is he your favorite announcer of all time? Because he's my – he truthfully – Gus Johnson truthfully is my favorite announcer of all time. Yeah, Gus Johnson is a legend, um, especially for us as Texas fans. He's called a lot of our games. Um, he was the voice of Madden for a while. I think for our generation, guys who are in there – Early 20s to probably mid-30s resonate with him the most just because he started kind of to become a household name when we were younger and, of course, as I mentioned, Madden. Um, But, yeah, he's electric. Anything he says, any game he calls, you know he's going to bring all of the energy and tear the house down, no matter how boring the game is. He makes (laughs) it fun. Yeah, I mean, you'll hear his favorite sports memory ever. I love a couple just to tease a couple questions. You know, we asked him his favorite sports memory. Uh, what I was alluding meant to allude to was his favorite sports call he's done, which was I thought an interesting answer. Which some Very people, some people were telling us beforehand what they thought it would be. Uh, you came up with the question beforehand, which I thought was a great question. Nick was if there was one moment in history he could call, what would it be? And his answer for that, that I think. There's always, there's usually oftentimes in a show where we ask a guest a question and their answer really blows my mind. I mm-hmm. think that was an awesome answer. He knew right away what he was going to say. So we'll let the listeners take a listen here. Yeah. Um, pretty electric stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Enjoy this, guys. We'll be back in just a hot second. We're back once again. And our guest today, I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. The most legendary voice in the history of college sports. We have Gus Johnson joining the show today. Gus, how you doing, man? Gosh, Nick, what's up, guys? Good to be with you, man. I'll see you representing your colors there. Yes, we are. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into the horns for sure. We see in your background though, uh Hamptons by Hilton, and we know that everyone recognizes your voice, but they may recognize your face right now. Doing a little commercial work. We're seeing it on the big screen uh, as we're watching the games past couple weekends. And is it fair to say, Gus, that maybe the biggest blessing and also maybe the biggest curse of your job is how much you travel and how much has the Hamptons Hilton really meant to you over the years? You know what, man? I tell you, I've formed this partnership with uh, Hampton by Hilton, and it's just a wonderful partnership because I really want to get the message. I travel for 30 years, man, probably longer than you've been alive. Mm-hmm. I'm on the road. This is actually my 14th straight week on the road this weekend. And the most important thing is to be able to get some rest when you travel. And for me, a Hampton by Hilton hotel gives me an opportunity for consistency and quality. When I go into the hotel, I know that I'm going to sleep good. You know, the rooms are modernized and it's not going to be overly expensive. And in the morning, mm. I'm going to get up 
And wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey, baby, I got something good. Hey, breakfast. breakfast. There we you know, go. And, and it's not a burrito in a in a microwave. I mean, it's all it's home cooked. It feels like home cooking. So those are the things that are important, you know, and in terms of the Hampton hotels being near you, 30 minutes away, all right? You are 30 minutes away from a Hampton uh, by Hilton Hotel, no matter where you are in the country. Like right now, you're 30 minutes or less away. So that's the deal. I wanna let people know that when they're traveling with their families or when they're traveling on business, this is a quality, affordable place that you can go to and have a great vibe, get some rest, and get up in the morning, get something to eat, and, and have a, a wonderful day as you proceed. 30 minutes or less. That's impressive in Los Angeles. I got to oh, yeah. say, right. 30 minutes. <laughs> if I guess any, if I get anywhere 30 minutes or less, I'm stoked in Los Angeles, man. That's crazy. And college football though. It's, it's been a crazy year. We bring up our longhorns. Would you consider the season for us a success? Very much. So what's their record? Right and four. four. Yeah, man. Come on. What are you talking about? They're going to play well, this game. They, they've done a great job. They took Alabama in the deep water. Yeah, yours got hurt. If yours doesn't get hurt in that game, who knows? And then yours misses a couple of games. I see what his card entered the transfer portal, right? He yeah, did. he did. Yeah, so he's going to leave. But you got Arch Manning coming. So I think Sark has done a great job in only his second year. I know you Texas fans sometimes have unrealistic expectations. Hey, you called the Knicks too, so you're familiar with unrealistic expectations, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're you must be. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So, but that's a whole nother story. But uh, <laughs> I think Texas, I think Sark has done a wonderful job, and I think uh, there's a lot of positivity heading into the future. He's got players coming in there, five star guys. Um, he's creating a culture, creating a philosophy, and uh, I know Texas wants to compete for national championships. But as they say, Rome was not built in a day. And it's going to take some time, and I think Texas is on the right track. I'm right there with you, man. It took time for Kirby Smart to get his first natty, and it's it's going to take some time for Sark to get his sea legs. But into that that change that we have going on, Texas potentially or actually moving to the SEC, <coughs> I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but OU as well. What do you make of all that? How do you make of the landscape of the shuffling of uh, UCLA and USC going over to the Big Ten? What do you make of all this? Well, conference realignment is part of the deal now. This is you're watching the evolution of the sport. And I think that with NIL and the transfer portal and conference realignment, this is exciting. You know, I'm so happy for NIL. I'm happy that these players can make some money. It's a great job coming out of high school. Um, especially when you consider that you know, African-American players are getting an opportunity. A lot of these kids come from poor backgrounds and now they have an opportunity to make some money and have nice jobs as they, you know, they work their way through college. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Conference realignment, you know, you're going to miss some of the traditions. But, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, now old traditions are going to be renewed. Mm -hmm. We're going to see Texas, Texas A&M. That's awesome. Oklahoma, Texas A&M. That's going to be awesome. Those games yeah, are going yeah. to be wonderful. UCLA, now you're going to start some new traditions. UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten. How about Michigan taking on USC in Southern California in October? Oh, you crazy. know they're happy about that. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, how, about, how about UCLA going to Penn State in November when yeah. 
there's a snowstorm. I talked to Chip <laughs> Kelly about that the other day. I was like, yeah, you soft California dudes, you're coming in the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You better wear your long johns, guys. So Y'all going to learn today, 100%. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see these West Coast teams playing some cold weather. That's going to be great. You're going to see Midwestern teams go out and play in sunny Southern California in November and October. So I just think it's wonderful. It's exciting. It's new. Um, and it's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. We have, and plus with the, with the college football playoff, uh, hopefully expanding to 12 teams, there's more excitement there. So I just think we're in a golden age for the sport right now. And I just love it. Yeah. yeah. And off that, you've mentioned NIL. We see a lot of guys getting pretty big bags to do their NIL, which I love. I mean, love these guys getting the best op- their opportunities possible. How much do you think that's affecting guys staying in college rather than going straight to the league after their junior season? Well, if you're one of those top players, you got to go to the league when you can. So Bijan's gone. Yeah, he probably should be gone. Yeah. He I probably should have went last year. But, <laughs> you know, I heard he's rolling around in a Lamborghini or something like that on campus, but he's making money. But then there's the NFL. And, you know, he's a running back, so he's got young legs. So you're not going to get that money back if you don't go, um, mm. if he, especially if he's going to be a first-round draft pick. And I think – I think we're getting ready to see a shift in the NFL. I would bet a dollar on this. You know, lately running backs have been taken in the second round. I think we're going to start seeing running backs taken earlier now, back in the first round, because, you know, I think we live in a past happy age and it's just too much, you know, throwing the ball 50 times a game. It's just, it's just not good for your franchise because you don't want to establish certain kind of physicality. So you're going to want good backs. Um, So, I, I don't know about B. John Robinson. He's a wonderful player, though. I really like watching him play. He's got a lot of shake. Uh, but I, I love the NIL for the kids. I love, you know, it's going to take some time for them to adjust, mm-hmm. to understand how to handle that money and understand, you know, I'm sure they're going to have people picking at them from their family. Yeah. But, you know, as my father used to say, son, a friend is a dollar in your pocket. And I'm happy. <laughs> I love it. I That's love, true. I love it. Gus, we have some quick rapid fires for you, man, if you don't mind, before we let you go. Uh, what's your favorite call you've ever done? Oh, you can't ask me that. Princeton, UCLA, 1996. Princeton beat the defending national champions on a backdoor cut. They beat them their way. Okay. Okay. What, what's a call in history that you did not get to make that you wish you made? Jesse Owens winning four gold medals oh. at the 1936 Berlin Olympics in front of an awful human being who was promoting a master race and he beat the Nazis and allowed everybody to understand that those guys could be beat. And he made Ohio state, the world famous Ohio state university. And last one, we ask all our guests, this could be from you playing, could be from you doing anything in your whole life. What is your favorite sports memory ever? Ah, all of them, you know, all of them. I just don't have one favorite. I have, well, actually, my favorite sports memory ever is when my son in his uh, peewee game hit the game-winning free throws to win the game, and he was only nine years old. Oh, we love That's that. That's amazing. And speaking of free throws, if you don't mind giving us, it has to be in your most famous voice. This is the charity stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free, if you don't mind giving us a little tagline. All right, this is the charity stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Gus Johnson, you're a legend. Thank you so much. Can't wait to listen to you the rest of the season, man. Take care. Hook him. 
Fucking baby. baby. <laughs> awesome show with Gus. One of, like we said at the top, he really is probably my favorite announcer. I'm a big Joe. I actually really like Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck in baseball, weirdly. Yeah, he's great in baseball. We didn't really get a chance to, to hear him this baseball season. But, yeah, Gus, if you are a college football fan, then you're really used to hearing his voice. And I think guys and, and women of our age um, – Definitely have heard him over the years through Madden. Um, the just, Madden thing I forgot. Yeah, about. Madden. Um, people that just been able to hear him in college football um, for the you know better half of fifteen years probably. Just so iconic. He brings so much juice and electricity to every single game that he calls. And even if it's a boring game, like it's just nonstop madness for him. Yeah, I loved. Obviously, he seemed pretty ready to go for what he would have called, which is was. I thought a great selection by him. Yeah, of course. And I thought like his favorite, the fit, the sports memory is always pretty outside the box that we ask. And then the answer he gave for what his favorite call was. I, a lot of people that I had, you know, polled thought it would be UCLA Gonzaga. Um, when Gonzaga blew that 17 point lead, March Madness, Adam Morrison's crying on the court, mm -hmm. but it was UCLA Princeton which I thought was pretty interesting. But he's called he called like the Knicks. He was like he was working with the Knicks, he worked with the Timberwolves. He started really in the NBA, which I which is cool. I you know, and he was there with the heyday for like Patrick Ewing. Mm -hmm. Um which I obviously is the last time the Knicks were really super relevant. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he to me and it's great cuz we obviously are Longhorn fans. He does a lot of Texas games. Ton. Ton of Texas games. I mean, cuz we're always on Fox, but he shed a lot of light on the whole situation with Bijan, with just NIO, with the landscape. And, mm. um, you know, it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, we've got some supporters in the media because sometimes it looks like, you know, the media tries to tear us down. You know I mean? Like there's guys who, who don't get awards when they should and don't get respect like they should. But, um, you know, it's nice to hear that, like, the announcers that actually call the game are fans of us. I think it's interesting, though, in that, yeah, he is a fan of us, but I think it's because he's a little different than the media. That we're like true that he that's reporting on it yeah so for him he's gonna have to call the because texas is gonna play in the quote-unquote big games tv wise no matter right. what so he has to he has to like it yeah we could be three and eight we could be four and seven we could be 11 and we're gonna be there in big games also like he with how often he's on the road like austin's gotta be one of the better cities he goes to a thousand percent and i'm sure you want to be in a position also where you're calling a game that matters you don't want yeah, to be course. calling a four and seven. Like, so for him, Texas being good makes his job more exciting. Definitely. Yeah. Without so a doubt. I think that obviously, you know, a guy that's super near and dear to our hearts. And it was obviously, we know Bijan's going to be gone, you mm -hmm. know, and we've said it a million times on our show. Uh, if you're going to be a first round pick, go be a first round pick. Right. Especially if you're a running back or a quarterback. If you're a lineman, as long as you don't get hurt, you're pretty much going to be a first-round pick going into next year. You can only really raise your stock. Yeah, like the Penn State guy? Yeah. And for certain guys, like, you know... Well, especially if you're a running back. Like, a running back, you ha you take the most hits. You have the most chances of getting injured. You see it a lot of times when guys get taken in the first round and they don't have a long career. Todd Gurley, for example. Don. He's a guy who isn't playing anymore. And, I mean, there's plenty of guys in his draft class that are still in the league, but... Running backs just have such a, a short shelf life, and um, you know it's it's easier to find them throughout the draft as well. So you could see with Najee Harris, honestly, like right. he's already worrisome to me. And then the quarterback thing is they have the shortest leash, right? Like we're looking at the Jets right now, and Wilson, like he might be done already. Yeah, 
two years in. Yeah. I mean, kind of similar, kind of similar to a Josh Rosen, but I don't think Josh Rosen even got the fairest chance, to be honest. I kind of agree with you. There must have been something else going on with the, the, the quote-unquote chosen Rosen. Like, he must have had something in the mental makeup that, like, everybody in the building knew. Mm-hmm. This is not it. Right. This is not a guy you win with. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach Wilson, like, probably has, like, I think that's a great comp, actually. Like, probably a very similar situation. Both those draft classes had five QBs in the first round. Mm-hmm. Wilson's the second guy taken. And Rosen, weirdly enough, though, in Rosen's defense, like looking back on it, like he was more of a hype prospect than like Wilson. Right. Like him going after Josh Allen was kind of like, yo, you're going to take Josh Allen, (laughs) the kid from Wyoming, over Josh Rosen? Cannot believe it. There was a point where Rosen could go first. Yeah. Like it's. Can you imagine if people took Rosen over Josh Allen? People took Baker over Josh Allen. Yeah. And Darnold. Mm -hmm. Both these guys are trying to win the starting job and save their careers literally on the same team. Yeah, but those are those are products of those uh, those organizations as well. I mean, the Browns and the Jets do not have good history drafting. Horrible. I mean, the Bills, I feel like they have a pretty good track record for the most part. Uh, I mean, EJ Manuel was like, but that was like still JP Lossman, but also right? like Kelly, like they they're like they could be hit or miss. I mean, the Bills pretty much after they the four falls Buffalo like but that's also a, it's it's not even about drafting as well. Like that was a team that that like, they weren't great in the early two thousands, but they had some like rumblings of being a good team here and there. So, like they were ready to take a quarterback. They always had guys. Yeah, yeah. I, and like they, the Browns and like the Jets. I feel like they're never ready. But they don't, and they also don't handle it the right way. Like the Bills handled it. Not only do they take their quarterback, but they give them time. Mm-hmm. And they understand the quarterback they took. The Jets throw Zach Wilson into the fire. I, that was a mistake from the jump. Yeah, it he was. was totally set up to fail. Like throwing Zach Wilson into the fire. The guy was playing at BYU. BYU to the NFL is is not the same as the SEC to the NFL. It's just not. Yeah, I mean Taysom Hill was a starting quarterback there, and he's not really a quarterback now. But they found a way for him to to succeed in this league. He's more. He's got more of a path to success right now than Zach Wilson. He he is doing what Tim Tebow should have done. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be the quarterback or you want to play football? Exactly. But that's what it comes down to. Do you want to be one of thirty? It's an ego thing, though. A lot of guys have an ego. Oh yeah, I mean, we talked about. I think we talked about it, uh, you know, in the in, in the first segment. Like, there's some, some guys that people ask, tell them, like, "Hey, you should play a different position," and they stand their ground, like Lamar Jackson. He's proven everyone wrong. There's other guys who are stubborn that don't, and they're not in the league anymore. Logan Thomas had to make a switch. He's a tight end now. Yeah, I mean, like we I mean, we even see it in baseball too. Mm-hmm. Rick and Keel. Yep. Shin Su Chu. Trevor Hoffman. He started off as a shortstop. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, you learn something new every Played day. Played shortstop at Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Nice. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, I know he went to Arizona. Like, I, I forgot. I didn't, not even forgot. I never realized he started off as a shortstop. Yeah. I knew Al Leiter did. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, too, about picking sports as well, like the Kyler thing. Do you think Kyler would have been better it. off pick? Like picking baseball, sticking with it, um, because right now things are going downhill, and it's not even from like a playing standpoint. Like he's playing okay. He's still, I still still think he's like in the better half of thirty two quarterbacks, but from like a character standpoint, you know, like you're when you do other things outside of football, and football's not your eat, breathe, sleep, mm-hmm. life, and you're not winning. 
you set yourself up for failure. Yeah. Like the money, I think the head coaching hire was bad. I think baseball is more of a sport where you have more leisure time. Yeah. It's a longer season, but you can just focus on different things. It's more of an individualized sport. Right. Football, it's like you got to be in the in the uh, training facility early morning, stay late night, watching film, doing prep, constantly just thinking about football, especially for the quarterback. You got to know every single defense, top to bottom. You got to know your own offense. You got to know your own players. It's a lot. And you don't necessarily have to be the best player. He might have been better off in baseball. I mean, athletics would have been tough, but like. Sure. But he, he would never have stayed there. Like mm-hmm. No one ever does. But he, yeah. Maybe because maybe his personality is better suited for it. You think because it's too mean, late for him no. to make the switch over? No, you make. I mean, no. If you really wanted to, I don't think he'll have to. But you don't have to, you don't have to be the best guy if you're the quarterback. But you do have to be the guy. Um, we're the charity stripe, and our guest Gus Johnson was the guy, yep. absolute man, legend. Thank you for joining us, Gus. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, and your free throws. Why, Nick? As Gus Johnson said, they're free because they're free. We actually we love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.